and welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I am your host, Hillhouse, from International Sensation, Good Games and Good Vibes on YouTube. Yes, definitely. Um, wow. Welcome back to the show, Way everyone. to kill it. <laughs> Way to kill it. <laughs> I heard you Welcome tone. back to the show, everyone. No, no, no. I was just thinking about adding that. Um, oh, yeah. You got to add something miss corny your, to yours. Your, no, no, no. I miss your tutorials. Um, I was just thinking about the other day that I kind of want you to do another. How to? Tutorial. Yeah, another how to. <laughs> um, even if it's sarcastic or something, even if it's like not a how to, like an incorrect how to, I, I wouldn't care. I just kind of miss your, your edited content. Um, I think you should do another one. Right on. I might. I yeah. might do that. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Just good to know I have one fan there out there. Yeah, you do. Actually, those <laughs> videos are your most viewed videos. So you oh, do really? have some fans out there. Oh. Yeah. If you've ever just just go sort by <laughs> views. I was just ready to give up. I think your Arisa one world. has a lot. Really? My Arisa <laughs> one? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. Or the Torbjorn one. One of those two have Damn. like a ridiculous amount of views compared to the other stuff. Well, en- enough promoting me. Let's talk more about me. I mean, the news. And uh, the news. Um, see what's up. <laughs> so uh, usually we start out our program talking about games that we played in the last week. Um, primarily this week, I played um, Call of Duty uh, Warzone and I played a little bit of Overwatch. Just dabbled. Not even enough to get uh, eight wins yet. So, um, yeah, a little bit of that um, I did jump into some new games that I have not played before yet, and I wanted to talk a little bit about them. Uh, The first one that I talked about last week that I wanted to play, that you mentioned, was uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Ah, And I was pleasantly surprised by this game. It's actually very enjoyable. It's well-paced. It feels a lot like Diablo, if you like Diablo. Of course, it's not as dark as Diablo. Um, But at the same time... um, you could argue that it is quite dark for Minecraft. There are some levels that are in a dungeon and it's just a bunch of like creepers and zombies and things. And it feels pretty uh, action and violent compared to people's squeaky clean image of Minecraft. So when you compare it to Minecraft, it is pretty dark. Uh, when you compare it to Diablo, it's not. But as far as what it's trying to be, it's trying to be another genre for Minecraft to basically succeed at. It does that very well as far as I've played in the game. Um, it's hard to put down because it has that kind of Minecraft just monotonousness that you kind of lose track of how much time you've been playing it. Um, and I was actually very surprised that they incorporated the chill music that Minecraft has. Like there's some really chill music in a game that is basically about running through dungeons and destroying people. <laughs> so it's really crazy that it it does it does incorporate some of the things that makes Minecraft Minecraft. Yeah. And it adds it to the genre of the dungeon crawler. And I'm very pleasantly surprised by the game. I think it is worth a playthrough, especially if you have Game Pass. It's free with that. So um if you have Game Pass on PC or console, definitely download and check it out. Uh, you might be surprised by it, even if you don't like Minecraft, because so far this game has no building in it. This is not Minecraft. It's just set in the world of Minecraft. So it's going to have that art style. It's going to have the characters for Minecraft. 
But I mean, besides that, it doesn't have much to do with Minecraft. It's more just that's that's just the world that it's set in. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I probably should have saved this to be the third thing we talked about. But I was gonna ask you, what other genres can Minecraft tackle? Because currently they have a sandbox builder which they kind of define the genre of Minecraft. Yeah. Um, it's basically a video game version of Legos. If like they ripped off anyone, it would be Legos. <laughs> um, then they made the um, collaboration with Telltale Games, where they made the story-based yeah. uh, Telltale-type type game with Minecraft, which, to be honest, I felt like that kind of veered away from what Minecraft actually was. I feel like Dungeons is a lot more what Minecraft actually is than Minecraft story mode. But that being said, they've done a story mode game. They've Now they've done a dungeon crawler. And um, the, the question is, like, what else can they touch on? And immediately you might think um, a 2D side-scroller, you know. Um, but there's already Terraria for that. So <laughs> uh, with Terraria in existence, I'm not sure if Minecraft should do a... Um, side-scrolling platforming game, but um, that is something that they could probably try, but it's something to think about. Maybe we can talk about it later if I remember. Um, if there's another genre that Minecraft could tackle. A uh, first-person shooter would be a little ridiculous, um, mainly because the <laughs> the actual Minecraft is in first-person, so it's actually kind of weird that it would be basically the same thing, but with, like, what, guns? Um so I don't know. Like, there's other popular genres, but I think the dungeon crawler is a very smart, safe genre. That at the same time, they they did not cut corners with this game. This game looks very well um, polished. Um, I did not see much loading problems. Um, there was a couple skips here and there when you were going into a large area, but for the most part, it was a very smooth um, game that actually kind of shows off what an Xbox can do. You know, so right on. Uh, nice game. Really worth the playthrough. I'm probably going to play it more. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like my impressions right now are probably what they're going to stay. It's because it's once you've played Diablo, you kind of uh -huh. realize that the first couple levels is what the game is. And then it, you just know it's going to get harder. That's how the dungeon crawlers are. <laughs> yeah. You know, each dungeon gets harder, which means you have to keep leveling up your equipment and so on and so forth. That's the whole game, you know. And this has that same type of grind to it where you keep getting better equipment. And it, you know, I just assume it's uh, the same thing. I will add, though, um, it has couch co-op, which is very interesting. Really? It has up to four players on the same Xbox. So if you don't have online access, you could play this game uh, with four players. So that is... Oh, wow. Okay. That's very cool. Yeah, that's so. really cool, man. That's a neat thing to do. Right. So when you go into the main menu, there's the first option is offline or online. Uh, I've been choosing offline because I want to learn how to play it. But immediately around the second or third level, I realized that a lot of these dungeons are quite hard to play by yourself. <laughs> so um, then I realized that that's why there's the choice of online or offline, where if you don't want to play with people online, you can play with people locally. But um, there's also the option to throw in online players because it, it does have a learning curve and it gets pretty hard pretty quick if you are racing through and not leveling up your equipment, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Minecraft Dungeons. I think it's 
I think it's a quality title. Um, it would have been interesting if it released on Switch at the same time that it released on. Actually, I could be I could be talking with no reference. Uh, let me put a note in here so that I could catch myself. <laughs> so Minecraft is on all platforms. Minecraft Dungeons, I mean, is on all platforms uh, on launch. So, um, yes, it's only free with Game Pass on PC and Xbox, but it is on all platforms, meaning I think this game is probably going to see a lot of success on the Switch. Number one, the Switch is the number one console out there right now. And this game is fantastic for the switch because um yes there's diablo on the switch but this is a kid-friendly version of diablo that uh -huh. is still just as well made so i think this thing is probably going to blow up <laughs> on the switch uh -huh. uh, we might see some really crazy numbers pretty soon even if it's going to be a slow like build up to how popular it is but with covid and all these self-isolation going on i feel like this game is a really good time killer and uh, it might still some of Animal Crossing's thunder. Just by the end of the year, we might see that it oh, wow, really? comes out with being... Yeah, it might be one of those games that people get really involved in. You know, it's kind of huh. got that grind. And it, the multiplayer allows you to share your wealth, you know? Okay. So, share your wealth. I mean, show off your wealth. <laughs> Nobody shares anything. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> um, the, the other two games that I played this week that were new um, was uh, Fractured Minds, which is a phenomenal short, short, short game. Um, this game is very interesting. It is a game that you could probably beat in less than three minutes, maybe. It is very short. Um, it is not much of a game as much as it is an experience. And it is a game that is designed to show people what it's like to be in different mentally ill states. Uh, there's a level that kind of is a portrayal of anxiety. There's one that's a portrayal of like um, paranoia. <laughs> so there's all these different levels that try to make you just feel uncomfortable or it just makes you feel confused. And um, it's a very interesting experience. It's very well made. Um, you may think that it has very cheap graphics, but at the end of the day, this game was made by one 17-year-old uh, Emily Mitchell, and it was released in 2017 um, because she did it all by herself, and it was about making people aware of mental health complications. Um, she won a BAFTA award for game making oh, wow. <laughs> for it, and she's won some awards even this year for most important games in the decade. I've seen she's won a couple of awards and this game came out three years ago. So, Oh, wow. Um, it's pretty crazy to think that one girl can just sit down at age 17, make a game with a purpose and it actually gets noticed because yes. it's that, it's that in your face. <laughs> uh, basically there, there's some creepy stuff in the game so um i will warn you on that <laughs> but it's about basically fighting inner demons so um all the stuff that's scary in the game you know is within the the protagonist's like brain so um it's it's quite the experience i do recommend to check it out the reason i am checked it out is it is in game pass of course uh -huh. um 
it is super fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can beat it um, in like six minutes. I think I did it in like 15 or something. Um, but no, it's, it's a really cool game. I think it's a very important game. I would not say that it's like the funnest game in the world. It doesn't have like really difficult mechanics, but it is an important experience to be out there. It's it's a game that is like important that it was made. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I do I do say that it's a really good game. Um, to say I recommend it is a little bit, you know, to each his own. You know, if you would like to play the game, you probably would like it. Um, if you don't care for that type of game, then, you know, I'm not going to recommend it to you. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, it is really cool. It's it's a cool experience. Right on. It sounds fun. The last I mean, game that does, I, it sounds, I shouldn't say fun, but it sounds interesting. There are parts that are fun. There's, um, there's some Easter eggs for achievements where you have to do certain things like over and over. Um, so there's some things that you're like, feel like there's some accomplishment with it. It has mixed feelings because yes, it is an experience, but it is also a game at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't think the creator would hate on you for laughing at certain sections of it because there are things that, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, you know. Um, And the last game that I played this week that I just played actually a couple of hours ago before we were recording was called Moving Out. And this game is ridiculously fun. I've saw some stuff about this game before it came out and it is from the makers of Overcooked. And instead of making uh, meals <laughs> and trying to uh, deliver dishes to your customers like Overcooked. It's a similar top-down multiplayer couch co-op, uh, so it's fun if you have multiple people over. Um, but instead of food, you are moving boxes and furniture from houses into a moving truck. <laughs> so the mechanics and the physics are hilarious. Uh, you have to do team lifts with other players <laughs> for like um, beds and that large hilarious. furniture. It, it, the physics are crazy. You could struggle and like hurt yourself if you are trying to get a refrigerator by yourself. Um, there's a bunch of little like Easter eggs. Like uh, you get like bonus points if you don't break a certain item in a house, you know, but with the physics, it's really hard to sometimes not break stuff. Um, you can jump through windows and you can throw the stuff that you're moving into the truck. You could try to like throw it into the truck cause you're timed. So um, just like overcooked, there's bonus points for getting it all moved out of the house on time. And there's bonus points for certain things you do. It's, it's a really fun game and I haven't even played it that much, but it's, it's a game that's on game pass that I might actually buy because it's just one of those games that it, it'd be fun to boot up every day. Yeah. Yeah. It, now, now, now the thing is there, there are physics based games that are funny because of the physics, but there is a point at which they're so hard that it's, it's harder than it is hilarious and it can get frustrating. I thought human fall flat, yeah. which was all about ridiculous physics yeah. was a little bit too hard to be funny because yeah, you had to it take was. it really seriously to like actually get things done. This game is not that. So when I say physics are realistic in this, it's, it's more hilarious physics where yes, sometimes it's annoying how to get a couch through a doorway. I always think of that scene from <laughs> family guy, but um, yeah. I just did a game where we were, where me and my wife were trying to get a, 
a sectional, a couch sectional through a door. So you have to figure out how to get the L through and then turn it around so that you don't hit a tree outside and then you got to pull it back around. So yeah, it's just like that scene from the Family Guy Star Wars episode, but um, <laughs> it, it's a really fun game. Um, if you get a chance to check out Moving Out, it's on Game Pass. It is by far one of the funnest games I've played in a long time. Right on. Um, it had me laughing like almost immediately. There's great writing in it. There's great uh, gags about like in the tutorial of the game where they're teaching you how to move furniture. It's like, it says something like, so you're wondering what moving furniture is. <laughs> like people don't know what that is. <laughs> and then it says, well, you're about to find out. And then it's like, and then it's like, don't worry about hurting your back. It's you be sure to lift with your back at all times and stuff. It's just ridiculous. Like it's basically the opposite of every type of training video you've ever seen. Oh my God. Um, it, it's ridiculous. So it's got great humor. It's very well animated. Um, if you play the overcooked games, it, you know that they have a quality of game that they don't want buggy so that you can actually have fun with fast-paced, crazy zaniness, you know. So it's a very polished game. It's really fun. So go check it out if you get a chance. And I will hand it over to you. Okay. Uh, the only thing that I played that was new, um, and I've been wanting to try this for some time, is uh, Golf With Your Friends. Uh, it came yeah. out in... 2019, I think it was what it says on the uh, front page. And uh, when, mm -hmm. when you start the game now, the music is extremely campy. And if you have the opportunity to play, use Spotify or anything like that, I recommend you do that, you know, have some music <laughs> in while you're playing the game because the game doesn't have a ton of sound effects. So one of the best things that I found in order to play it is play some music that you like. And, you know, uh, the great part about this game, and the first mm -hmm. thing that I will say about it that is absolutely positive, because that's the only negative thing that I have to say about it, is the uh, is the the campy music. Um, <laughs> but the 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 first positive thing I want to say is absolute laughing your butt off pretty much the entire time. Uh, one of the things that I did, because you do have an option to host games. So one of the things that mm -hmm. the first things that I did is I started and you know, I went online. Um, and I hosted up to 12 people, friends only, or you can do invite only, or you can make it public, whichever you want, or you can host an event. And, uh, we played classic on, I believe there's, uh, nine different courses, uh, maybe a little yeah. bit more than that. Um, but, uh, just off the top of my head, you know, I really wasn't counting them. I was just having fun playing and, uh, this is one of the funnest games that I've actually played in a very long time, kind of like with uh, moving out with you. Um, it's very <laughs> corny. It's a lot of uh, trick shots that you can do. Um, there's cool little things that you get for your uh, to decorate your golf ball. Like right now, I'm using a pink uh, uh, life preserver inner tube thing in case I go into the water. And I have uh, there's also a shark fin I can put on my head. But right now I'm wearing a dunce cap. So it's really cool. You can customize the color of the ball. Um, you can customize the games. <laughs> One of the things that I found was really cool, and this is part of the physics of the game, is that you can turn on collisions so that you can actually collide with other people's ball. So you can oh you can actually mess up people's shots if you're fast enough now playing with just three people holy crap it was it was chaos especially with collision turned on because you're hitting everything you're hitting each other i can only imagine it with 12 people it would be absolutely hilarious 
Um, but we were, we were laughing so hard. Um, I'm pretty sure that all of us had tears coming out of our eyes because we were just cracking up laughing and it really, you know, you're trying to win. Of course, you're trying to hit par. There was one course where I was, I was par for the course. I was even. And the last three holes, I just ate shit. And <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, there are, you can set time limits on each hole. So, uh, you know, everybody has like three minutes and they have to finish the hole or something like that. Um, so there is customization to the game, which I thought was really, really cool. But guys, you got to check yeah. out golf with your friends. It is a lot of fun. It's it's almost as fun. It, I, I would compare it to playing Jackbox games with your friends um, because, yeah. you know, you're going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. And I 100% recommend it. I'm actually going to use this on uh, coming up um, when I'm, you know, streaming to do some tournament things and all the winners yeah. get put in a hat giveaway kind of thing. So uh, it's just a really cool thing because you can make these events public and people can just come in and play with you. So it's yeah, it's pretty neat. That's really cool. I recommend it 100 percent. It's a 3.92 gigabyte download. It's free right now on Game Pass. So. It isn't nothing. I mean, for most of you people that have modern internet, and unlike myself, you could probably download this game in about two minutes. So, yeah, I recommend you go for it. Yeah, so I did download that game oh, right today, on. so I hope to play it later. Absolutely. We're um, going to play later. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Um, I will have to say that when you first talked about it, I was confusing it with another game, and I know we already talked about this, but I just yeah. found out the name of the other game. The other game was Infinite Mini Golf. Yes. And I remember this that. is almost a Mandela effect. I seriously could have sworn that game was called <laughs> golf with your friends. So when you said uh, it's a uh, golf with your friends, I'm like, Oh yeah, I've already played that. It really sucks. <laughs> and uh, then I started hearing more about golf with your friends. And I'm like, why is everyone suddenly talking about this game that has been out forever? You know? And uh, no, it's a new title to game pass. And uh, suddenly everyone's playing it and realizing how fun it is. Uh, Infinite Mini Golf, you mentioned a couple things that are already better than Infinite Mini Golf. Infinite Mini Golf struggles because it's like one type of swing on everything. So there's no trick shots. There's nothing like that. Um, Infinite Mini Golf's actually only fun redeeming quality is the builder where you can build your own um, mini golf type setups. So it's a lot like tracks where you build your own train, model train setup. Um so, yeah, it's cool to build courses in Infinite Mini Golf, but to actually play them isn't really that fun. Yeah. Because it's one of those things where there's a certain amount of swings it takes to finish it. And if you come up one short, then that's just, that's it. You know, there's like, there's winning and losing is just not getting one shot. It's like competitive pool where if you don't win on your first turn, <laughs> you're, you suck. <laughs> yeah. It's like that where it's no longer even fun to watch because it's just like, hold on. Like it, where's the, there has to be some room for error for you to actually, you know, be competitive, you know? So it, it kind of has that effect to it. So I'm hoping that golf with your friends is a little bit more zaning. Oh dude. It's so, it's, it's it so sounds stupid. Like it is. It's so stupid and crazy. And you can, I mean, you can actually change it up to where uh, you have the classic mode where it's just 18 holes of golf, right? Yeah. Um, some of these courses have like an 18th hole that has seven shots, et cetera. But then you have hockey mode where it's a hockey puck and hockey sticks that you're using to shoot. <laughs> and then they have a dunk mode, 
where you have to bounce the ball and get it into the hoop. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, dude. There's some crazy <laughs> shit. So I'm just so excited about playing these different modes. And um, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. Sweet. Um, but the, but yeah, you know, the graphics are good games this week. The graphics aren't really that great on it. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if this company spent <laughs> some money on a different engine and upgraded the graphics, this game would be a hot freaking seller, man. I'm telling you. It would be so freaking hot. A little more money into this game, and yeah, oh, it would be so much fun and so cool to look at because you would, you know, that kind of uh, Mario Kart esque kind of graphics would be really cool in this game. Like they have one course that's called Candyland, which is just so freaking cool and so fun. And I could just see it in that kind of. Uh, Mario Kart kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these graphics are way better than Infinite Mini Golf, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm they're kinda, not bad. I'm looking at screenshots. They're not bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They are not bad at all. But I, I if they if they put some money on it, uh, you could sell this game for a lot more than what they're selling it for. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an article called Golf with Friends, the most unlikely drinking game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, it is so cool. <laughs> no, it's, it looks really cool. I am going to check it out, though. I'm pretty excited about it since I now know it's a different game. <laughs> okay, so um, I, as I was saying, I think we played some really cool games this week. Um, I, I think there was some progress done on our part, so high five. Um Okay, well, let's get on to the news, shall we? Yes, please. Let's go. Oh, yeah, it's time for the news, bitch. Okay, so first thing in news is a follow-up story to the story we talked about last week. We talked about Sega releasing um, an announcement that was going to change gaming. (laughs) And now the question is, which announcement was it? Um, They had two announcements, and the first one was about Sega Fog Gaming. And what Sega Fog Gaming is is Sega has, in Japan, uh, arcades set up around Japan. So they're walking arcades, something that you don't see much in America anymore, but uh, in Japan, they're very popular, and they have walk-in arcades where Sega owns it. So you can go in and play games in the daytime. They are saying that you can play these arcade games offline on the internet. Well, not offline. <laughs> it would be online on the internet. And... That's when the arcades close, and they would use the arcade machines to basically stream from. So it's very weird. It's like cloud gaming, but it's going to be utilizing their physical arcades that they have set up whenever they close. So it's like an after hours, you can stream from home, these arcade games. It's really kind of weird, Um, really kind of out there. Um, Basically, the most weird thing about it is the fact that it's going to be utilizing hardware that's not going to be used at certain hours. So uh, I know as an American, 
I'm very used to websites being available 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what they're describing is a service that's only available during hours that these arcades are closed. So it's a very weird business model, but I mean, it is in Japan, so I don't know. This may seem right up their alley. Um, it, it's very interesting, and this seems like something that they could have maybe be hinting at when they were saying that this was next-level game-changing news. But a lot of people were like, this must not be the announcement. A lot of people were waiting for the next announcement. Their next announcement was the Sega Game Gear Micro. And if this was the game changer, it also doesn't make much sense because it's just a micro console. Um, if you look at this, though, a lot of people are upset with how absurdly small it is. Um, Sega is making a mini version of the Game Gear. The Game Gear was like a competitor to the Game Boy, if you're not aware of it. It was a... So it was like a 1990s version of the Game Boy Advance. It was a screen that was horizontal rather than vertical. It was wide. It was color. It had the buttons on the side, but it was a lot fatter. It was like carrying around basically a Bible. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it was not the most comfortable thing to play with, um, but it was very groundbreaking at its time. Um, it took... Nintendo probably about eight more years or maybe seven more years to add color to the Game Boy and Game Gear had it in like 1990. So uh, it was very revolutionary. It had some pretty decent games on it. It was a pretty powerful system at the time. Um, but to see a mini version of it is something that's an attractive idea. But the two main things that people are not liking about this micro that they're coming out with is... One, it is the size of your palm. So its screen is a one by one inch screen. It's one inch by one what? inch. <laughs> Dude, what are you supposed to play on that? I I don't know. <laughs> There's like Sonic games and stuff, but um, it's really small. Maybe I'm misquoting the size of it. Let me see. <laughs> Let's see this. <laughs> They're very small. That is just ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. For shame, Sega. For shame. Yes, it's a 1.15 inch display. <laughs> it's 80. <laughs> the whole thing is 80 millimeters by 43 millimeters by 20 millimeters. It charges over USB, but can also be run off of two AAA batteries. Now, that's weird. So, it has two batteries in it. So, this thing is already the size of your palm, but they chose to put two types of batteries in it. It has an internal battery, and it has the ability to put AAAs in it. Two AAAs by that fact, but I'm, it's just crazy. So, it's so small. See, I, I would have I taken the AAAs out. So the other issue that people have with it, you'll get why I'm saying this. The other issue that people have with it is they're releasing four of them. They come in black, blue, yellow, and red, and they're all going to have four different games on them. So they only have four games on them for $50. They're going to be $50 for one of these palm-sized micro handhelds, which are probably just for collectors at that price point, and you can only get four games. So if you wanted all... 16 games that they're releasing on these you would have to buy all four and they are shamelessly also 
plugging that. There is a pack where you can get all four for two hundred dollars, <laughs> and uh, basically you're getting sixteen games for two hundred dollars if you chose to buy all four. Um, it, it it's really weird. Um, I have to say I think it's a little bit misguided. Um, the other thing is if they said that they didn't have much space to put more than four games on them, uh, they I'm saying right now that they could have gotten rid of those all of that real estate that they put in it for the two AAA batteries. That's crazy. So if it has an internal battery that's USB charged, why did they put in all that space for the AAA batteries? Yeah. That's crazy. They're also going to sell a um, add-on that's basically, it's called the Sega Big Window, where you put it over it so that you can see the screen better. It's like a magnifying glass. What? <laughs> I don't think there's a price on that yet. Wow. I I don't get it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. So a lot of people are saying it's pretty disappointing considering how much people loved their uh, Sega Genesis Mini, that this is like a step in the wrong direction. Um, I have to say that there's a lot that I do like about it. I like the Game Gear being made into a classic console. That's really cool. I like that it's still portable. That's cool. I do think it's a little absurdly small, and I think that there are way too few games on them. I also don't understand the point of having different colors when the original was just black. Um, I think they could have just made the black one. Uh, this seems a little greedy to make four different colors. But these are the Japanese released versions of it. So yeah. keep in mind that there could be a different one for America. Uh, these are so far only posted in Japan. That's where it's releasing first. Uh, they might just end up only releasing the black one in America with maybe different games. So the black one comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone. The blue one comes with Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, Baku Baku Animal. A lot of these games are not ever available in America too. So if you did want some of these games in like a very well formatted original way some of these are the first time you could play that you know in america uh the yellow one comes with uh shining force gaiden um three of them <laughs> and also nazu poyu aru noru i probably am not even pronouncing these right but the yellow one is very specific if you like that type of game it comes with three of them um the fourth one is the red one. It comes with Revelations, the Demon Slayer, uh, Megami, Tensai Gaiden, Last Bible Special, the GG Shinobi, and Columns. Uh, to be honest, I've never heard of any of those games on that one. Um, so the only two that make sense to even come over to America are the black and the blue one. Um, I'm thinking that they may just combine those. Yeah. And basically release one that's Sonic Chaos, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Gunstar Heroes and maybe Outrun. Okay. Like, I feel like America only probably is going to get one of these, and it's probably going to not be like any of these. It's probably going to be some, like, fifth one just for Western audiences. Um, But <laughs> with all that said, um, yes, it is a very steep price, but it's for collectors, obviously. Um, So they will pay that, you know, like me or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, 
But yeah, at the end of the day, there are disappointments with it. It could hold so many more games. <laughs> I don't understand that. Uh, I guess the most disappointing pa- f- part is that they put those uh, batteries in there uh, and then just didn't give you the games that they could put in there. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Uh, if you look at the magnifying glass online, it's also pretty funny. So what's the point of it being portable if you have to use this magnifying glass that is the size of the system itself? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so it doubles the size of it, but whatever. Um, so anyway, both of those are not quite what Sega was hyping. A lot of people are disappointed. Um, probably a result of overhyping. Um, they probably should not have hyped it up so much. Um the Game Gear Micro may have actually been received better as an announcement if it wasn't even mentioned before it was announced, <laughs> if they didn't like hype it up. But uh, instead, both of these things seem kind of underwhelming. Um, a lot of people are still thinking maybe there's another announcement by Sega. So uh, we'll see if there's another one this next week before next episode. But so far, those are the main things that Sega has announced since there was the rumor of the game changing announcement. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Thanks, Sega. For nothing. Definitely. (laughs) You know, what's so funny is people were talking about maybe Microsoft was buying them. It's just. It seems so much less likely that that was ever an option now that I learned that Sega owns arcades in Japan. I just can't imagine Microsoft having a division that's like, yeah, is anyone keeping up with the arcades in Japan? <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that they wouldn't know how to handle at all. So uh, it seems even less likely that they would purchase Sega when you think about things like that. Um, well, then you've but got, speaking of, you know, and then you've got, yeah, I, I mean, it just doesn't, that, that wouldn't make any sense anyway, just Microsoft picking them up. Uh, yeah, actually, Sega makes more games. <laughs> Sega makes more games than Microsoft does in a year. So it would be ridiculous for <laughs> Microsoft yeah. to pick up Sega. Their amount of games they would have would just like triple every year. Um, it, it wouldn't be a bad investment. It just may be a little bit confusing and misguided. Yeah, but um, the Se- Sega is definitely worth it. I'm just not sure if Microsoft would benefit as much as they would think. From purchasing them, you know. True. Um, but speaking of Microsoft, um, have you heard of the Xbox Project Mercury? No, I have not. So uh, this week, um, Project Mercury by Xbox was uh, slightly leaked, and it probably was from E3 stuff that was going to be showcased, but probably is delayed. Uh, Project Mercury is not as exciting as it sounds. It's just the fact that Microsoft puts project in front of everything Xbox related. (laughs) Project Mercury is literally Xbox's new, basically, UI, the way that you actually go through your menus on your Xbox. So it's just, it's just a new version of it. It just looks sleek. Um, It's going to be vertical instead of horizontal. I don't know. Xbox has had a lot of recent changes in their appearance of their menus. So this is welcome, but at the same time, boy, do you get used to it not changing. Whenever it changes, it's really annoying. Um, I know people complain about navigation being bad on certain consoles, but um, 
with the Nintendo eShop never updating or getting better, I can live with Xbox and PlayStation never changing their like appearances of their menus. I don't know why Nintendo doesn't take a hint, but um yeah, if you look up Xbox Project Mercury, uh you can find some YouTube videos of what your Xbox is going to look like in a couple of months probably. So, um it's it's interesting. You'll probably have to get used to it. A lot of people are saying that Oh, it's so much faster, but that's probably because it's running on a Series X. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it probably will look faster on a Series X, but there you go. So, Project Mercury, not that exciting news, just a little tidbit about Xbox. Um, I was actually going to look up more information on this next point, but I did not have time. All that I know is that the 2DS XL, which is the newest model of Nintendo's 3DS line, that family of consoles has had a significant price drop at Walmart um, in only Walmart. It has dropped down to a hundred dollars and that's like a $50 discount. <laughs> so um, a lot of people are saying that Nintendo must be phasing out the 2DS 3DS family and uh, which is true. Uh, they've yeah. not been too shy about them kind of just, not supporting it much anymore. So uh, it's one of those things where if you don't want to buy a used 2DS XL, uh, I do suggest go out and get one right now. Um, they're not going to get much cheaper than that new because what's going to happen is if they're not manufacturing more 2DS XLs, um, the retailers will sell out. They will not get more. And then all the new ones that are available will be scalped for like $300 or up because they're like, oh, you want a new one? You can't even find one anymore. And then all the used ones are going to be the same price as Walmart has it right now, <laughs> but it's used. So if you want a 2DS XL, like just go buy one now because it's kind of going to be probably your last chance to get one at a price like this is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it comes packaged with Mario Kart too. So it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, $40 game inside of a $150 console for $100. That's not bad. Um, also, the 2DS, 3DS family has a huge library of games. Now, can you um, plug those into your TV? Not yet. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I say that, but um, truth be told, there's probably someone out there that has some sort of display output for it by now. Uh, you just you know how you can find all sorts of adapters yeah. online that are not official. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh it's one of those things where I mean if you wanted to play 2DS and 3DS games in the future on the original console, this is this is the way to do it. You know, nice. they will be probably ported eventually. But I mean not every game will, you know. That's just how Nintendo is. They're very slow at porting things over and allowing you to buy their stuff. They'd rather sue you for posting it. Um, <laughs> don't come, don't come after me, Nintendo. I have nothing that you need. Um, <laughs> I have nothing. Um, basically, um, last point in news I have, um, is that, I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I know you're going to laugh that I'm even bringing this up again. Australia has forced EB Games, which if you don't remember EB Games, they used to be in America, but now they're yeah. only in other countries. Um, EB Games in Australia has been forced to offer refunds for Fallout 76. Um, if you purchase the game before 
November 2019. So the full story is that people bought Fallout 76 and wanted to return the game. But because it was already opened, you know, you can't return the game. You can, like, trade it in. And in Australia, there must be stricter policies on this because there were reports that EB Games was refusing any type of exchange for Fallout 76 because basically, I guess... They got tired of giving people their money back, and then nobody was buying the used ones. So they were probably making the smart choice <laughs> to make sure that Fallout 76 stopped circulating and just l allowed people to bite the bullet. Um, but Australia uh, stepped in and basically made them come to a compromise where it wasn't accepting all returns of Fallout 76, only people that played it during its like first couple of years. <laughs> So this is really weird because we've talked about how in the world is Fallout 76 not free by now. We've talked about how does it still exist already? Why do any, does anyone enjoy the game? Um, we can go on and on about all the problems of Fallout 76, but th this is this is crazy because somebody had to step in to make a retailer realize that this shit game is hurting its it's it's like. You're hurting humanity. <laughs> like somebody had to step in and say that you have to offer refunds for Fallout 76 because it's just trash. It's just crazy. Like I can't imagine that in the US where suddenly like it's like, hey, if you could find your receipt on Fallout 76, if you could prove that you paid for it two years ago, like I think all, more power to you, you know. Uh, that's, that's just crazy. I'm not going to talk about Fallout 76 anymore on this podcast, but um, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting Lies. that... Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that uh, EV Games was forced to do it. It's just insane. Um, I didn't have this in my notes, but my last, last, real last piece of news that I have for you before I hand it to you, Mike, is that the... Oh my gosh, what was it called? It was the Nintendo um, collection of mini games. I talked about it about three weeks ago. It was like the little board games and Mancala and Mahjong and all that stuff. Um, it's called something like 51 World Games or something. I forget yeah, what yeah, it's called. Yeah. Um, it's an official Nintendo title. Um, I wanted to just add that it has really good reviews, and I was very surprised by that. Um, I, I thought that it looked like a cool game, but to get good reviews... On a game that doesn't have games that will probably please everyone. Like, you're going to buy it and you're going to enjoy about three or four probably a lot. And then, you know, there's about ten that you come back to. But chances are there's going to be a ton that you never play. So a game like that always has a chance of getting weak reviews. Because if the reviewer didn't spend enough time in the games that they actually might enjoy, of course it would get, like, kind of mediocre reviews but this game actually has like an 88 metacritic score and it has a lot of people saying it's a very well-made game so i wanted to just add that it's a quality game so i do plan on getting it just because it kind of is right up my alley on really cool switch titles i like its incorporation of multiplayer so um i, I have high hopes for it and i was kind of a pleasantly surprised that it had good reviews um but yeah, that's it for the news for me. Uh, let me hand it off to you and see what you got. Well, uh, first thing that I want to talk about is, uh, you know, I'm always really big on uh, on on sales. 
one of the uh, steam is having another huge, huge sale. Um, or they, they have a, what's happening is this. They have a whole bunch of EA access stuff. That's coming soon to steam. Uh, they back in 2019, October, they yeah. announced their partnership with Valve and they would be bringing in EA games. And uh, so far, basically, here's, you know, there's a there's a ton of games that you're able to get um, right now through uh, uh, Steam from EA. So uh, Need for Speed, Need for Speed Rivals, Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for the Neighborville, uh, Dragon Age 2, Crisis 3, Unravel and Unravel 2, Sea of Solitude, Fae, Dragon Age, Inquisition. Uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered and Mirror's Edge Catalyst. And um, those aren't 100% new to Steam because these games are also coming with like uh, anywhere from 50 to 75% off on those particular games. But um, a whole bunch of new uh, 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 other EA games are going to be coming into Steam uh, also to help with this sale. So basically, you know, it's just another... Uh, sale that steam is doing so go check it out you know there's these great games from ea like i said you don't necessarily have to have the uh the ea uh, uh access in order to get them now so yeah um another yeah, thing cool. about what's that not saying that's cool i did hear a little bit about that i just didn't know enough about it oh okay Okay. Um, well, one of the uh, another thing that's been going on right now is Valve has their Steam Summer Game Festival. Uh, it was supposed to be happening on uh, June 9th, but they went ahead and they pushed that back to the 16th. It'll run until the 22nd. Um, they haven't really given a reason for the delay, but a lot of other companies have been pushing back their events because of the uh, worldwide protests that are going on. And um, mm -hmm. uh, PlayStation Future of Gaming, uh, they put that one, uh, postponed it, basically haven't really said when it's going to be happening. Uh, Epic delayed Fortnite Season 3 uh, basically because of this. Uh, and Rockstar uh, shut down GTA and Red Dead Online for two hours, basically as a vigil uh, for George yeah. Floyd. So um, basically, so now it's... It's I think all this stuff bit. is really important. It's really yeah. cool that they're doing that. Oh, I do too. You know, I think it's a good, it's, yeah. it's respect. And I think that it's a good, a good thing for them to do. Um, now this is going to be a big, huge event. Cause if you look at a lot of the companies that, um, were, uh, canceled their, uh, their events and a lot of these indie mm -hmm. games were going to be, releasing and showing these new games that they're working on these demos etc um now their march event had over 40 free demos of unreleased games um and those were supposed to be like i said revealed in person but those events were canceled because of covid so this event they're actually considering they're saying that this should have a whole ton of uh, a big old huge lineup of free demos and um, it should be a lot of cool stuff that's going to be coming out from these indie developers. So, yeah, that's going to be from the 16th through the 22nd. So check that out. Um, you get to play a lot of games for free for a little while on these demos and you get to check them out, give some feedback. And uh, there may be a diamond in the rough in there. You never know. You may find something that's going to be your next favorite game. So, uh, yeah, check that out, guys. Yay. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> now, let me add a little bit about the yeah, yeah, people yeah. delaying stuff, because I noticed that even Call of Duty Warzone, 
um, has that uh, Black Lives Matter um, message whenever you beat up a war zone now. I'm not sure if you know that, do you? No, uh-uh. Okay, so it was a small update that hit the game just a few days ago. And I was thinking to myself that the only update that the game had was that message. And I know there's a guy out there somewhere that was pissed off probably that he had to update Warzone just to have that message. So I I think that that's an interesting way of doing it, updating a game to have that message. But I can't understand that... Um, there's probably someone that's like not even thinking about the big picture that would have been pissed off about that. And I couldn't help but think about that because I'm like, there's someone that probably would be like infuriated by that as wrong as that would be, you know, that a small inconvenience to him, you know, is worth anything compared to the global problem of, you know, not non-racial equality, you know, um, so I, I really think it is important that these companies are taking the time to delay these things because for like Fortnite's point of view, it's like it's them saying that they don't want their game taking distraction over what's going on, on in the real world, which is po- polar opposite of what was going on with COVID. With COVID, everyone was like, yes, let's just stay home and distract ourselves. You know, um, new games, games releasing. That's great. But with the riots and everything that's going on with that, yeah, I think it is interesting that it is 100% the other direction where people are saying, we can't keep distracting ourselves from what's going on in the world. Exactly. We need, to, we need to pay attention, and this is worth you paying attention. So I, I do think it's really appropriate. So from a, in, from a devil's advocate point of view, you would say that, um, these businesses would already not get much attention if they went through with their events or whatever during this rioting period. Um, but it's not just that. They aren't just delaying it because it's not a good time for them financially. Um, at the end of the day, Epic knows that the day they launch the next season of Fortnite, they're going to get a bunch of revenue in from people buying battle passes. They're choosing to delay that revenue, <laughs> they're making that choice. Like, regardless of what's going on in the world, they are making the choice to, you know, push that back. And I think that's commendable, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That that's all I have. That's all I have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, dude, don't even worry about it. I I, I appreciate that because I think you made it a valid point. You know, this is uh, you know, businesses need to do this. They need to uh they need to get involved in this kind of stuff and and make statements like that they're doing now. And, you know, with their actions, they're making these statements. So I think it's a I think it's a good thing. Uh it's a big deal, and I'm glad that they're doing it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, not a problem. <laughs> uh, next thing that I want to talk about, this is actually kind of cool. Uh, speaking of the uh, current situation in the world and the air that's, you know, things that are happening, uh, protests for, uh, uh, you know, racial equality and injustices that are done. Uh, right now, there is a really cool thing that is benefiting uh uh certain programs. And for as little as $5, Okay, you can donate as much as you want, but they take donations as low as five dollars. You get seven hundred and forty two games in this bundle 
that is for racial justice and equality. Um, it's all indie games, but what's cool. And th- like I said, this is for a $5 minimum donation. Um, and it's from 564 different creators. Now that's a lot of games, 742 games. That's a, a, a ton of games, but, um, Basically, this is for both PC uh, and tabletop games in digital format. Uh, You can play them, of course, on your PC. And the proceeds from the bundle are going to go to the NAACP Legal Defense and the Educational Fund and the Community Bail Fund in support of uh, anti-racist, anti-police brutality protests. So um, that's what this is for. Now, some of these game titles you may even know. There's Night in the Woods, Minute Oxen Free, which I've you know, heard of and uh, one that came out last year (laughs) called a short hike. So Mm -hmm. um, these are all good games. (laughs) And there's also a a grim reaper simulator called death and taxes. Um, What is this on? This on steam or is this? uh, No, you're going to be able to get this um, on itch.io. That's I T C H dot I O. And you can get the entire bundle there. Um, you basically you could play games for the rest of the year with this huge thing. There's a Mortician's Tale, Overland, Overland, uh, Super Hexagon, Verdant Skies. There's all sorts of really cool games in here. So yeah, for as little as five dollars, it goes to a great cause. You can donate more if you would like. And um, yeah, this is uh, this is something good, guys. So you should check it out. Uh, just speaking of that, and I think really it's cool, cool that. Yeah. Uh, these um, uh, gaming companies are doing this uh, last little piece of news that I have really is uh, regarding a really cool thing in internet um, speed achievements. Uh, this was done in Australia. Now the average download speed in Australia right now is 43.4 megabytes per second. Um, now that's the average speed. Now the top speed anywhere in the world for commercial internet with average downloads is 197.3 megabytes per second. And that is currently in Singapore. Now, what happened in Australia, uh, there's a team from, uh, it's called Monash Swinburne and RMIT Universities used what's called a microcomb. It's an optical chip that contains hundreds of infrared lasers. And they use this to transfer data across the existing communication infrastructure in Melbourne. Now, what they were able to achieve was a rate of 44.2 terabits per second. People were able to download 1,000 HD movies in a single second. (laughs) 1,000 HD movies in a single second. That is absolutely insane. It's 1 million times faster than their current average download speeds in Australia. It's insane. So basically what's happening now is there's a huge like global race to get this technology to a, to a place where it's commercially viable. Um, now, these things are so small, uh, like compared to a quarter, I think uh, from what I'm looking at, you could probably fit eight or nine of these on the face of a quarter, these chips. So this thing is pushing it that fast and it's it's got hundreds of infrared lasers on the thing, which is just insane that they're making them that small. 
uh, just what we're going to see in the next five years is going to be absolutely as amazing as far as the uh, as far as network connectivity and download speeds in uh, in the Internet technology race. It's going to be absolutely in freaking sane. So, yeah, man, 44.2 terabits per second, a thousand HD movies downloaded in a second, a second, dude. So, yeah. I'm ready for this. Uh, gaming should just be cake and gravy with this kind of internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's crazy to hear you talking about it while your voice is breaking up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's because of my shitty <laughs> <fine>. DSL. <laughs> it was just right at the moment where you said that last statement. There was like a little blip in it. I was like, it's just crazy to be like, we're talking about terabits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny. <laughs> it's insane, man. But yeah, so we're looking at some uh some brand new internet speeds coming out and yeah, a new uh world record on that. Oh, there was one other thing that I thought was actually kind of cool mm-hmm. and I actually missed this story. Um um about uh Dead Island 2. Uh now this is funny because um basically um, what happened is a five-year-old build of Dead Island 2 was leaked out. And so people are actually playing this game right now, even though it has not been released. Uh, people have gotten a hold of it. And this was a uh, this was a uh, the work of uh, a man named Jaeger. Uh, he was the guy who was, uh, I guess, involved with the first one. And he basically put this thing together and it was a playable build of um, their take on the second shot of it. And so there's a bunch of glitches and stuff like that in it. And they um, there are some uh, uh, people out there on YouTube that are uh, collecting footage and they've been releasing it, etc. But it's not an actual build. However, that being said, um, there was an ad that was put out just recently where they were looking for uh, artists and uh, workers for uh, Dead Island 2. So that could mean that they're going to go ahead and put this thing together, finish it up, dress it up, and uh, make it look uh, make it look pretty. So, yeah, Dead Island 2, man, that may actually be a, a thing. There is some Dead Island 2 leaked gameplay that you can go check out on YouTube. Uh, but like I said, it's not a completely finished game. Um, but it does look like they're going to go ahead and run with that. So this was just uh, put out maybe a day ago, less than that, um, that uh, this had been leaked and people had downloaded it and they were actually playing the game, which is kind of neat, if you ask me. I think that's kind of cool. But yeah, so Dead Island 2, man. Check it out. That's all I got. Sweet. Um, I do want to mention a little bit, uh, you were talking about sales, um, there's a lot of sales going on because a lot of people were planning on E3 to be happening. So <laughs> we are at E3 week, uh, as it would have been. Uh, it's about that time. So uh, Days of Play is actually going on for PlayStation 2. So you've got a lot of discounts on games, not just online, but also in Walmart, Target, GameStop. Um, you can get uh, $20 off of Spider-Man, The Show, uh, Neo 2, Days Gone. You can get $30 off of uh, Death Stranding. 
You can get $10 off the brand new Predator game that just came out. Uh, Dreams, which is very tempting for me. I'm thinking about getting Dreams. I don't know. I wish it was more of a discount, but it's still, I know it's worth it. Um, you can also get $10 off Medieval. And uh, there's just tons of games for PlayStation on sale right now. Um, you got, of course, all the Nathan Drake Uncharted games are $10. Uh, they have been the last like four years. Um, every time Days of P- Days of Play comes around, they drop down to ten bucks. Um, things like Until Dawn are ten bucks. It's it's just basically games that came out before 2019 are ten bucks. Games that came out in 2019 are like thirty bucks. Uh, Some are twenty, and then games that are newer than that have come down to forty. So that's kind of how it works. Um, you can go check out all their sales. Of course, they have the sales on the PlayStation Plus too. Um, if you need their online membership too. Um, as far as that goes, um, yeah, there's a lot of deals going around right now. Um, so it, it is surprising. They are not delaying days of play um, for the riots. Um, you can still purchase games. It's more like the community as a whole is just canceling events and announcements (laughs) and things like that. They don't want to distract people away from what's going around in the world, but they things like sales and stuff, you can't like at the flip of a switch say, we're not running a sale. (laughs) These are things that went into... Uh, planning, you know, months and months in advance. So don't hate on companies for running sales during the riots. That is 100% something that was pre-planned. Um, but yeah, you can get some crazy deals right now if you want to load up. But um, yeah, just, do you don't have any more news? Are we done for the episode? Yeah, man, I'm good. Okay. Um, so there are some really cool things going to happen with the show pretty soon. I'm trying to put all that together. I uh, need to communicate with uh, Hill House a little bit about it. Uh, but stay tuned. Uh, thank you once again for always wa- listening to the show. I keep saying watching. I guess we got to go live. Um, thanks for listening to the show. Um, once again, just stay safe out there. Um, just love one another, everybody. And um, just uh, be supportive and understanding of people. I think that's the number one thing that I want everyone to know. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. Here's the thing, dude, with everything that's going on, we have to remember one thing that, you know, especially since this, our show is mainly about gaming and we get a lot of mostly gamers um, that listen, you know, for the most part, um, people that uh, people that do play video games, etc. So my thing is this. Remember what you started playing the games for. Um, It is uh, because you liked it, because you had fun, because you enjoyed the experience. You know, um, it it took you away from everything else. So that's what is so important to me right now is that this is just a way to escape all the all the chaos that's going on in the world just for a minute and realize just one thing that we're all the same man we all like to have fun playing games and doing our thing and online we all get along just great you know what i'm saying for the most part you're gonna have your trolls out there but just keep doing you keep spreading good vibes and keep having fun times man and that's really all that it takes and doing that and sticking to that that stuff spreads like wildfire and it could change a lot of stuff so 
I don't know. That's just my little preaching moment. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So on that note of us being very serious, just to always remember that it's not the newest news in gaming. Unless it's new to us. Ta-da! Okay. Hello and welcome to the class. Yeah, to the to the to the to the declare to the declare. Got it.